Well, g'day guys. Welcome to another casual convo. This is a ripper, this one. Uh, I know they all are, and I say that every time, but this is a ripper. I've got uh, Mario Lang from Lake Ilden Rowing Club uh, on here, and we're going to have a, a great chat about a lot of things rowing, but also, most importantly, Lake Ilden Rowing Club. Mario, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you for inviting me, guys. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Oh look, and uh, yeah, no look, it, it's 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 great to have you. But I, I gotta I gotta say, and this is this is just for a bit of a laugh. It's not Gus, it's Guy. But you know. Guy, that's the one. <laughs> but that's all right, mate. Don't worry, don't worry. I've got no problem with that. Uh, I get called many things, and I'll take Gus as a compliment to other things that I've been called in the past. So don't worry. Now, Mario, I um I have um I won't say I've followed your career. That's probably a bit of an embellishment, but I have rode against you in the past many times um in single skulls back at even in your carom days if i recall and i and each time i'd see a start list and see mario i was always a bit nervous um but um if i, I i'm not sure tell me about your rowing career because the first knowledge i have is back when you were at carom and you were coaching and you were coaching a lot of scholars back then who were all doing really well um is it where, where did your rowing come from so I was born into a family of a rowing, basically. My dad was a rower in Chile and his, his father was a rower too. So yep. it was kind of like one of these things that got passed down. And um, so uh, my dad competed at a South American championships for Chile and he, wow. you know, he, he wore the, the, the red and it's red and blue. Right, right, and um, and this and the and the oar has a star on it, you know. And it, there's a lot of passion in the rowing community in South America. It was sort of started off with the migrants from Italy and Germany that basically in the 1800s moved over and started thinking, well, you know, let's start the rowing club, you know. Yep. So yep. I read a bit of the history of all that, and the place that I was used to train when I was a kid in Chile was this beautiful, huge lake. And, you know, I remember rowing as a kid, just, and I was like nine years old when I started on this lake, and it was like a heaven, you know, like you have um, beautiful water and you can go swimming there afterwards, you know, and we used to hang out till uh, it, late in the afternoon, basically, rowing and, and, and swimming. And uh, so it was kind of idyllic rowing life. And, you know, my parents were very supportive because dad was a rower before he sort of knew that it's sort of something you do a lot of training for, but yeah. it still I had a few fights. Mom, basically, <laughs> I remember her ripping my shorts and then going, you're not going rowing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> she was getting sick of all the uh, men rowing in the uh, family. Yeah, yeah. And, so, um, was was yeah. rowing like a, a school thing in Chile or was it was it more club no, based? So, so you were going down to a club, I'm assuming, or? yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it's a different uh, system over there. So yeah. you can be, you know, uh, from different backgrounds and you don't have, you can just join the club. And so we had, we have, we've got like programs for juniors, you know, under 14s. Yeah. And there's even under 12s. There's even under 12s. It goes ah. right there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do start them really young and it's yeah. kind of, it doesn't really just focus on schools, although now it is getting, to be more that some schools really it, so take it, it on. Yeah, it is interesting you say that because that is sort of 
sort of the perception over here that it is all only school-based, which is not true because all these clubs have junior programs and, you know, they're big on getting kids in. But I think it is, I mean, the numbers do come through the schools, especially if you're not introduced, because I suppose it is a sport that you do get introduced to from parents and so forth. But uh, yeah. so, so you've basically been rowing your whole life. Pretty much. I think it was just nine. Yeah. And then, yeah, when I think it was 1972, there was the the South American Championships. And I remember, you know, watching from the stands, you know, that racing for that thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, or, or was it that or going to another one? It was just, but yeah, so it's always been in the in the family and it's been there the whole life. And it's something you've I've grown up with, you know. And I wasn't always like, I remember coming and having a very, um, very bad style, you know, of rowing. It was just basically just ripping through, you know, and strike, you know, trying to get the rating up, but it was yep. all arms and up body. Yep. <laughs> and then I met this guy, Peter Anthony, because he was- Oh, Peter, Peter done... Anthony, I, I, who, who's he? Um, Peter I'm Anthony, yeah, obviously, he's I'm... just this, yeah, amazing scholar from yep. Melbourne University. He knows a little bit about the sport, yes. Yeah, and uh, he's a unique character. So yep. I saw the picture of him winning the 1986 World Championships. Yep. And we've moved from Chile, you know, rowing in this lake to uh, living in uh, suburbia. You know, we went to live in Kilsyth and, and oh, yeah. in Croydon. And, uh, and to get to the river, it was like an hour in the train. And I remember just going to school and then afterwards catching the train to get to um, Flinders Street and then go for a walk down to, you know, the boat sheds, Melbourne Uni boat sheds. So Melbourne Uni was the club that I basically did most of my rowing early. So, so you and were we living had... in Kilsyth and going to row out of Melbourne Uni? Yeah. Oh, so God, I would just like, serious. yeah, it was, yeah, because it was like one of the things that sort of I really enjoyed as a kid was being out in a single, you know, in the middle of a lake. Yeah. Just yeah. you and the, it's just, yeah, beautiful experience. And, you know, I spent just hours near the water. It's just a, such a great uh, way to be out there. So I was very keen, you know, and, um, but always, trying to learn and perfect the thing because it's one of those sports that just you can never perfect no such it thing as perfection is there yeah like once i said to peter andy i said i think i've done it you know <laughs> would have and, laughed he laughed laugh and he said no you can never it's like so you're always trying to find that perfect stroke and you know um so then i went from melbourne uni you know and i had some really good times at melbourne uni and uh, we had a really good crew that went to state titles. And it was a lightweight, under 23 lightweight four. Oh yeah. And I had, and there was a guy called Stuart Peel, who was the, um, who I rode with in a pair and he ended up rowing for Australia. And I used to row against, you know, Anthony Edwards in the single. Like I remember facing him the first time, um, I, I'd previously won the state title in the lightweight under the 23 the previous year and i thought you know this year i should win it again you know that's my it's my right yeah <laughs> and yeah, then this yes, guy yes. this kid shows up in this wooden boat 
uh, with long hair and it's freaking who is this kid you know <laughs> it turns out it's anthony edwards uh, you know he, he wins by a length you know like and i just could not catch him <laughs> <laughs> well i'll, so, I'll tell yeah. you what you're making me feel a lot better because mm. I think you've pretty much always beaten me whenever I've uh, come across you over the... I haven't rode for years, so I've been pretty much drumly coxing. But uh, but back when I was sculling a few years ago, I, I, I'm thinking, God, I just can't get near this bloke. But now I'm feeling a lot better knowing mm. you've got a lot more uh, um, under your belt than I thought you might have. So that's a win. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... so then so melbourne uni then off to what was it carom after that or so well then i actually i actually got a job in this in the country as the as a rowing coordinator at sale catholic college yep yep and they were probably my two best years were uh, in there because we had a rowing program and we went uh there's a canal there and i've got a friend who's Tim Hamilton is. Um, I know Tim. Obviously, I know yeah. Tim very well. I've uh, I've coxed you and Tim as well just recently at Rutherglen. Yeah. So Tim is another, you know, guy who's been around and yep. loves the sport and he's trying to make it grow and. Yep. yep. Yeah. So he's been he's a real mentor. He's been a great help for me, and uh, so we've been having quite a few talks just to think where how we can make this thing happen you know this Lake Gillen Rowing Club because it's um it has a few obstacles you know it, it's had a lot well, of blessings well let's, yeah. let's just start on that so Mario when when mm. when did you um where did the idea of Lake Gillen Rowing Club originally come from and I should point out to everyone um Lake Gillen Rowing Club is the newest rowing club in Australia and could probably be the newest rowing club in the world couldn't it I mean based on time and I should also point out you've actually won a medal, haven't you? I think was it uh, uh, was it Rutherglen that you won your first um, medal, like you. We we won a we won a medal. It was a uh, mixed double. No, it was a mixed double. Yeah, not a mixed double. A mixed Sorry, double. Was, I, don't, um, I don't know. I don't know if Tim would like to be called a, a mixed no, double. No, no, it wasn't you know, a mixed it double. Matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was matter a double. Days, it was no, some no, sort of double. Yeah, jokes aside. <laughs> so where did the idea? originally come from for the for the rowing club at Lake Yildon? Well, what happened was COVID was not uh, the best thing for me, or it was in some ways the best thing for me. You know, it was a very, it was a difficult time because I, um, I decided to move to the country because that's what I wanted to do. You know, I just sort of felt like at that point, uh, maybe a lot of people felt the same way. Yeah. They had like a... You know, just question a lot of things about how they want to live their life, you know. And uh, yeah, so I reached that point. I thought, you know what? I love to live in the country. Mm. And we had this house in um, a place called Buxton. And it's got the river in the backyard. And you've got, so I just got chickens and I, you know, I brought my cat here. And then I've got a dog, you know, and I know it's just just living the life of living the, the country, dream, you know? Mario, living the living dream. the dream basically yeah, yeah. the one yeah. that you've been putting off for the rest of your life you know at some point yeah. you'll catch it so i just went you know i'm going to do this and i'll start growing veggies and i'll just start to live off the land a bit more and get water tanks and all that yep, yep. and and um make it happen so i had a, i had to go through a divorce you know to actually get to this sort of point in my life yep and that was a difficult time yeah of course. but um 
and start something new. So where did I want to start? So I, I focused on creating a rowing club because I'd read the stories about this place. And in the beginning, I was still a member of um, Powerhouse Rowing Club and I was yep. traveling you know, to get to Powerhouse, I was leaving like at three o'clock in the morning, three thirty in the morning, <laughs> and I was. And on the way, you find there's deer everywhere. There's you have to avoid, you know, hitting the deer through the yeah. black spur because the black spur is quite tricky. You know, it's got a. It, the black spur is this section of road that is between Hillsville and uh, Narbathong. Yeah, it's a pretty is, pretty dangerous yeah. road, isn't it? Yes, a lot of the, mo the motorcycle riders love yeah. it. They, they just, do it's love like it. Yeah. Not, yeah. not so not so safe for them too. The way they go through there sometimes. Yeah, like yeah, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, so I was doing that to get to row, and we had some, you know, rowing the eights, and we started at five thirty in the morning at uh, Powerhouse. And I thought after a while, you know what? Uh, I'm going to have to just row on the lake. Yep. of one of the farmers here. So there's a farmer here, Ray Duncan, his name, bless him. Yeah. This man, is, he's got a lake and he's got an island in the middle of the lake. All <laughs> right. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to row in this lake and you can... And, but the only problem is that the lake is 200, 240 metres long. Oh, you, there's a bit of turning around <laughs> in that. You practice a few starts, Mario. I did. So you, I worked out you could only get 20 strokes and you had to stop. <laughs> And you had to and turn, and you had to, another 20 strokes and turn, and then, so basically I, I thought, oh yeah, this could happen, and then one day, <laughs> I just, there was the island in the middle, and I just went straight on top of the <laughs> island. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it, I thought, nah, that's it, I'm, I'm done, you know, I have to go find somewhere else. And then I went to, so there's a guy called Andrew Guerin. Yes, He's a so it's funny you mentioned that, I was going to bring him up actually, because, yeah. uh, He's obviously uh, got, to, got to tidy up his website because you're not on there yet and you should be on there, but that's all right. We can chat to Andrew about that soon. But um, yeah, yeah, so, so go Andrew, on about Andrew. Aaron, he was an inspiration to this thing because I, you know, when you're doing going through Google and doing all this stupid surfing, you end up yep. thinking, okay, well, what a bit, about, a bit about the, um, get to know a little bit about the history of, the, of rowing in the area. Yeah. And you work, and I ended up, realizing there was all these rowing clubs uh, all through the rivers around here you know there yeah. was the yay rowing club yeah i think seymour had a rowing club because yeah. the golden river you know is rollable in all those sections there you know there's a lot of debris unfortunately a lot of trees and stuff but yeah. you know you could clear your little section of river and and have a little rowing club there and, and, and so many of these clubs have been around for you know over 100 years that's, that's the crazy right. thing. Yeah. 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 There was a club called the Yay Rowing Club, and it, I read it up in, in Andrew Gehring's book yes. on the history of rowing. I don't know what's called the book. And well, well, um, I'm, I'm just, I will point this out to anyone who's listening in. Uh, it is worth just Google Australian rowing history, and you'll find Andrew Gehring's uh, info on there. It's extremely um, detailed and covers just about everything. But sorry to interrupt, Mario. Go on yeah. there. Yeah, so that's where I read about I read about the startings of the Yay Rowing Club, yep. and I found out where they used to row from, and it was on the Goulburn River. Oh yeah, and uh, there's a section of river, and it's called Killingworth River Reserve in Yay. You can look yep. it up and search it up on Google. And there's a section there; it's a thousand meters, and they used to row there. They used to race against the current back in the seventies. 
Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, and people remember this the longest 1000 meters because at some points the level is quite high the water and you think it's pretty dangerous really because it's it's pretty high level of current at some yep. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and people rowing against it. and you imagine if it took them longer what sort of current it was that they had to row against. And so apparently there was a snake issue as well like you know the tiger snakes are, are big around there and some guy went to pick we, up we his get them on the yarra too mario i've seen a few snakes uh crawling across the yarra they they, they make you want to stay in your single that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I think i've seen him at studley park i've seen yeah, yeah so that was the story with that yeah well i'm just i'm just looking as we're talking I'm, I'm clicking over here and i see a on the yay rowing club the history of yay rowing club on andrew Guerin's site it says a yeah. snow a snowstorm caused damage to the clubhouse and this was replaced yeah. by a recre recreational hut a snowstorm i mean anyway a snowstorm in yay yeah i know obviously something weird was going on there but that's what yeah. the uh, that's what the website says i'm not gonna anyway yeah. uh never mind um so you got the idea you you're you're ready to go you want to row yeah. on lake yildon so how the original you, plan how does it come up andrew Guerin's obviously on side guiding okay, assisting. Yeah. how do you how do you make it happen so you i had the the, the idea and the dream you know to to go rowing with some people on, on lake yildon first of yeah. all um, I was at a pub. So what happened was I, I got a job uh, working behind the bar at uh, the Marysville pub. Oh, yeah. Um, this is between, you know, breaking up and moving to the country and just asking yourself the question, you know, what am I going to do with my life from here on? Yeah. Yeah. Where do I want to spend my time? How am I going to do it? And and I was at the pub and I was talking to one of the locals and I was just saying, yeah, I'm starting the rowing club, you know. You know, at the beginning, they're all laughing. I'm just saying, no, I'm starting it. You know, it's going to happen. And um, I said, it's going to be on the river. It's going to be on the river. And he said, you're crazy. You know, it's so freaking dangerous. No way you can do it there. So he said, you should go and do it on this place. So by this stage, I had already gone to the river and I tried out the section of the where the Yay Rowing Club used to be. And there's a video somewhere I've got where I went and checked it out and it's fantastic. But the, um, so there is, it is an alternative to go and row in there. Like if the lake is really uh, uh, messy or, you know, the, too many waves. But or then too I many jet skis. Yes, or jet skis. And for that reason, <laughs> I, I had avoided it. That's we, right. we worry about O-boats the, on the Yarra, but I reckon jets, go-boats, whatever they're called, jet but I reckon skis, jet yes. skis would be worse. Yes, and that's why I avoided it, and that's why I'd never gone out there and tried it. But then one day I go, okay, I'm going to go and try it. You know, so I went to this place, and it's in the middle of autumn, and the water was absolutely flat. And I went out for a row, and it was like it was like a 16k row, and I did eight kilometers in one direction, and then turn, and then eight kilometers back, and yep. I just felt like I was in heaven, and yeah. um, I. And then I just kept, and over the autumn and winter months, there's nobody there. You know, the, all the jet skis have gone home. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and it's, you've got the whole lake to yourself, and you've got this amazing moment. So it's a really good time to come around the autumn and winter. 
scary if you, you want to have also a also get reasonable weather, road. can't you? Because you don't get the rain as much up there. Do you? you can get some nice, cool, clear sort of days. Yes, yeah. yes, you do. It's definitely the best time of so, the so year. So how do you... Um, how, how do you how does this happen you don't have a, a boat shed i assume what do you have a trailer of boats and where do they live and how do they how does that all how do you actually go rowing yeah so how we do it is we have three trailers so as a result of uh you know after the divorce and the change of life there was a little bit of money there that was used by the by mr lang <laughs> to okay to go towards this and one of those things was to purchase a trailer <laughs> oh god oh, so your, your whole livelihood's gone into a trailer for a couple of boats to go rowing yes but that says something about I dedication just, i'll give you yeah that. but i also thought about long term i think this thing i want to create is going to be long term you know it's Good on you. You know, 100 years from now, we want to have a Lake Dillon Rowing Club. And at the moment, you know, and have some sort of uh, place for it. And uh, the original idea is this place called the Pondage, which is an amazing section of water that's below the lake itself. Right. And um, and when you see it, you'll go, you've got to get people rowing on that lake. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's, it will be like Luzerne. It's got a little island in the centre. You know, it looks like a so picturesque and you've got a perfect finish line. And we have the sort of, we definitely know that there's, um, we can get permission to uh, to have a regatta there. Yep. Uh, but we cannot train on that because it's managed by Murray Golden Water and AGL. They use it to produce electricity oh, and the flow change and it's, you know, and for that reason, but it's, we could use it for that, but um down the track and that's sort of another possibility hmm. but then the lake itself you know you've got 550 um kilometers of a coastline okay so you've got so much potential there to go rowing somewhere yeah, of course. <laughs> so we are mobile so what happens is tomorrow we're going rowing at seven in the morning and i show up and i hook up the trailer so the trailers are being stored with boats, they're being stored at um, an outdoor education centre, oh, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've been very generous, allowing us to use this section of land. Yep. And we've got the trailers there and we're just getting some covers. You know, we've got some tarps that we have to put fit yeah, over the boat. For the we haven't, yeah. yeah, for protection. Yep, yep. So we haven't got to that stage yet because, you know, the number of, we had a working bee about a month ago and we washed all the boats and you know that was the first time and we had seven members showed up and so there's a bit of enthusiasm yeah which has been good because you know i think that's one of the things i'm trying to you know build is this love for this thing that you can do for your whole life yeah so, yeah, yeah you know I agree. and you have exactly to right. do it you know yeah and that's and one the thing i, I noticed because I, I i'd known you known of you before um and I know your mates with uh, um, Andre, who's a good mate of mine, because he was a cardinal before he was over at Powerhouse, and and he talked a lot about you, and so I certainly knew knew, knew of you. Um, and then, but one thing I really that really um, stood out, uh, getting to know you up at Rutherglen, is you just wanted to go out and row. You you you, you didn't care about 
you know, results. And I don't, when I say that, I don't mean you weren't trying. Don't misunderstand that in the slightest. You, you, you always, you'd work your ass off, don't get me wrong. But, but it would, it would it, you, you were there just because you enjoyed the sport. Uh, and and that, that was something that I really noticed on, on that weekend. I don't know if anyone's ever sort of said that side of things to you, but, but it was, it's very obvious to me. That, um, that you just love the sport, you love about the, about the, the people, and obviously you're super proud of what you're doing at, at Lake Yildon. Yeah. You know, I think that um, the, then there's a story with Tim Skerritt. He's the, uh, he's the president of the, of the club, and yep. how I met him and how he came on board, uh, basically because he went to um, Kerry Grammer when he was a young yep. kid, Yep. And he rode there and uh, Noel Donaldson was a coach there and there was a couple oh, yeah. of other people who were legendary in the sport, you know, who basically were coaching the kids at that time. Yep. And so this guy's getting amazing coaching and uh, he basically is, he knows how to row, you know, he knows how to how to feel the, the, the blade and how to hang up the thing. And he's a rower, so he's done a lot of sweep and not much sculling. So, and I got him on and, you know, he likes to smoke and he's trying to give up and he wants to do it <laughs> because he wants to be healthy again, you know, because he was a champion yeah, and could have been a, an Olympian, you know, that kind of level. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he saw the boats because I used to have the boats parked just on this um, guy's bit of land, which is right next to the Marinda Highway. As you come into Buxton, you can see his lake on the left-hand side. Yep. And I thought I'd just put the, park the trailer with boats there. So, And this guy works on the highway. He goes up and down with his car and he drives past and he sees it a few times and he goes, I've got to talk to this guy. And then I wrote an article um, in one of the newspapers and I was just talking about this thing because what actually happened and, you know, sometimes you know, there are miracles sort of things that happen and you just mm. wonder how the hell is this yeah, thing? Yeah, the, the luck of yeah. things, yeah. Yes, and I was at, I was working behind the bar at a hotel and um, and the mayor walked in, you know, the mayor yep, of yep. the whole area. Yep. And she walks in and then she's having a conference there. So I, um, I thought I'd go and say hi because I was also serving tables you know I was doing some I was a waiter for a while <laughs> oh, there's, there's and, uh, before I've, I've, I've been eating, a chef and I can tell you you know it's bloody yeah. hard work in hospitality it's hard work it's hard yeah, work you're on your feet the whole time I was keeping myself pretty fit yeah nothing you know, yeah, and, you, you uh, do nothing but respect for those people yeah yeah so it was good and then I got to meet all these people who used to come there and and I started talking to the mayor and I said, I'd like to start a rowing club on the pond beach, you know. And basically it just went from there. She just said, oh, yeah. And she started. And the next thing, um, there was a meeting in the town and they had to, there was a hundred and they, they opened it up to ideas for yep. the town and how to make the town explode and get more people, you know, like with bringing in tourists and bringing people from outside in. And somebody from the council remembered this idea of the rowing club you know the rowing club was a, yep. and then all of a sudden these people picked up the idea and they said yeah that's a great idea and they put it in the top six that they're going to focus on for the future of the town and um and then they called me up somebody from the council called me up and says you know 
we heard your idea and we'd like to hear more. And so the next thing, they invite me to a meeting and I go to this meeting and I talk about the idea. And it really is an idea, you know, it's just a, an idea. It's ideas that change the world. In the oh, end, God, you know, yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 Yep, it's ideas, new ideas, you know, old ideas, they, they, they don't last and then new ideas born and, you know, I do believe in, in, in that. So, yeah. So then it got picked up and then there was support and then it's basically once that support is there and you, and the mayor is, not the mayor, the councillor is behind it as well. There's, so the council is behind it because they know it will bring a lot of benefit to the town. Yeah, you know, if we can have more people coming up here and and uh, and rowing on Lake Ilden in autumn when the weather is fantastic and there's no jet skis, <laughs> and we could have a regatta right there. Like there's there's a little island, and you can go around the island, and it's like a four kilometer round trip. And that's sounding a bit like yeah. the uh, winter sculling um, Albert Park race, isn't it? Four kilometers around an island. Yes, yes. <laughs> so it just, you know, I mean, you just, so if you, if you have it around that time, mm. you'll find that you'll get good weather most of the time. I, I reckon there's no doubt that's that's going to yeah. get some legs and take off. I'm just yeah. back to the rowing club. How, how many members do you have, um, Mario? So at the moment we have 22 members, around 22, 23. Yeah. Um, my are, they, son, are they active or what's the... Yeah, what's so the... what's happening is basically my family is, you know, half of the active members. Then we've got Jeremy Lang. Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy is my eldest yep. boy and um, he he was a triathlete. You know, he's, he's, oh, that, he's a that's great triathlete. Oh, my yeah. God. Like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's doing, <laughs> that's a full-on sport, so he's... Yeah. So much training goes into. Yes. I have a lot of respect for triathletes, but there's, there's so there's much. There's a good time. crossover between the two sports, and because you actually need a hell of a good engine for both of them. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so anyway, there is a good crossover. So, and then he, yeah, and then he sort of um, he was looking for his next thing, and then so we've been out on the lake a couple of times. Him and I, and my other son Tim, who also rode. I sort of taught him how to row early, like yeah, I just yeah, like when he was yeah. three. Yeah, so <laughs> I I sort of thought I think it's a great family sport. You know, it's one of those things that keeps the family together, kind of thing. You know, because yeah, yeah. it's a link, and you well, you're outdoors as well, and that's I think one of the greatest things of rowing, isn't it? Because you are outdoors, you're enjoying all the environment as well. Yeah, and over in the uh, on the lake there, the first time I went out, there was an eagle flying overhead. It was an osprey. Oh, this yeah. is yeah. ospreys that catch fish, you know, yeah. and and this thing is fine over here. I'm going, that's going to be a good omen, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how that that's become part of the emblem, you know. And then the uniform was created somehow. Well, I, I was, I was, was about that to was come actually to that. Martin Martin Elliot. Do you remember Martin Elliot well, from Simply Awesome? Yeah, so she created this company, Simply Awesome. Oh and yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Make, now I know. I know who you mean. Yeah, yes, they make yes, all the zooties for the yep. Australian. Yep. Yeah, they're Australian yep. made yep. in Tasmania, and yep. I thought you know it's good to support the local businesses and get Martine Elliott to help to design the the logo for the thing, and she is amazing. She we came you know back and forth like it was like over a week. Yep. 
this design is just perfect. It's got the the lake, you know. The, there, there is absolutely that looks like no a dragon. Doubt. There's absolutely no <laughs> doubt, Mario. I was about to say this before you even started on this conversation that you win without doubt the best Zooty award because it is it is an awesome looking Zooty. It is, yes. yeah. And color, this orange color, yeah, it's something that I was thinking that you know we hadn't seen too much and then um i think ballarat clarendon or somewhere got an, a beautiful orange as well yeah i um you know I, I like the orange and orange seems to be the new thing <laughs> yeah no it, it's good i mean the dutch have loved it for years but that's neither here nor there but no i, I reckon it's an absolute ripper zooty it really uh, it stands out it's uh, it's modern and classy but i don't need to promote uh, promote your zooty too much but it, it is absolutely mm. a ripper yeah, so if you want it to to buy the Zooty, you can buy the Zooty just from going to Simply Awesome. All right, okay. And, uh, and you yep. can just go to, you know, um, Club Kit. Yep. And then you can order from there. And then oh, the same so anyway, I can do that because that would be great for training. In. Actually, you'd be able to do yeah. it. In, you'd be able to use them in winter sculling too, wouldn't you? Yeah. Actually, and the I, other I, thing I, is... I, I've, got to, I've got to say this, Mario. Sorry, because it, it, is, it is a bit of a funny story. Um, and I, I don't know if you know the story. You, you probably do know the story because you were at Powerhouse at the time, if I recall. Um, but you had a, uh, a single sculler down there doing the winter sculling and, and she put on your kit uh, and, and she rode and, and she came back and found it was a little bit uncomfortable and it turned out she had it on backwards. Do you, do you know that story? <laughs> yeah, I actually do know that story. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. How did she get that backwards? Yeah. But well, yeah, I remember that. I, and there's even a photo to prove it. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> there's even a photo to prove it. I've seen wetsuits being put should on backwards. That you know, photo should be framed and there should be an award named after it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that, is, uh, that is up there with one of the groups. <laughs> I mean, the thing with rowing stories is they're actually all the same, but this one is actually a bit different. I've not heard this one before. Anyway, yeah. um, so no, it's it's bloody exciting stuff what you're doing there, Mario, and and, and I reckon um, hats off to you for you know not only just having the idea because you know everyone has ideas. What you've what you've done is you've executed, um, and that's that's the real key to to anything, whether it's business sport pleasure or whatever i mean you have the idea you've got to execute it and and that's what you've done you've got it going it's existing you've won a medal um you've you've, you've broken through that and uh i mean it's onwards and upwards and and you know talking of having a regatta up there i, I don't think there's any doubt that that will absolutely take off i mean who wouldn't go up there for a regatta yeah look i there's a lot of mountain bike riders that come up here I just yeah. keep meeting people that are into mountain bike riding and it yeah. seems to be taking off. Um, you know, iSport has the lakes and the rivers, you know, they're, yeah. they're also so beautiful. And they used to row in all sorts of rivers, you know, all through the country. They had clubs everywhere yeah. at yeah. some point. And it's a sport that should be for everybody, not just for the... You, you, yeah. you absolutely, you're absolutely spot on, Marian. I, I think mm. a lot of people um, see it as a bit of a closed-off sport when it's absolutely not. I mean, um, 
you do you do need a bit of an introduction i suppose you need to know that you can go to a club you need to know that you'll be embraced at a club and and you are clubs want new people it doesn't matter whether you know whatever ages they'll get you in there um it doesn't have to be you know locked out to the for lack of a better word the private school network um it is open to everyone and you know it's it's not an expensive activity really you know you you pay your membership of your clubs and you can go down there and use their facilities whenever you like. Uh, it, it is a sport that is open to everyone and, and it doesn't matter. You know, I was watching um, some of the New South Wales state uh, championships today and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm watching the elite men's or elite women's either watching both of them or the singles. And even mm. in those events, you got people, you know, 30 lengths back. So, and yeah. that's at the pointy end. So there's no... You know, if you want to go and race, there's no shame or embarrassment of, of being last. Someone has to come last. I came yeah. second last in my first ever triathlon. Um, and I only came yeah. second last because the girl in front of me felt sorry for me and let me finish in front of her. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think it is, you're exactly right. It is a sport that should be accessible, is accessible and should be utilised by everyone. Um, yeah. We have chatted for a long time. I reckon we're going to chat more because uh, yeah. there's so I'm, much more I'm, to talk about. Can we do a part two? Because oh, I love I think it. we're going to have to do a part two. Yeah. Maybe what we've got to do is uh, is a live one from the bank of a river sometime. You know, a bank of... Yeah. Well, we, we're going to be in a Gambia in a week, aren't we? Yeah, we could Hopefully do it. Hopefully, if all together. goes well, yeah. I might be sitting in a boat with you in a week or so. Well, let's do that. Yes, yeah. I love to... Um, I love it. Yeah, we're going to Nagambi. We're having um, we're having a raffle. Oh, uh, people yes, sorry, I'm glad. I, I had a note uh-huh. here to mention that. Tell us about the raffle. So we're basically um, being supported by Sykes Rowing. They've just yep. come and said, you know, we want to we want to help we want to help you with um, with raising funds for for the rowing club. Yep. And um, basically, and and they said you can have this uh, rowing machine, you know, and uh, so they're helping us out too because they also realise that you know we have opportunities for more people to join rowing and more boats to be sold at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think you know I I, I know Mark um, through through connections, and I was on the, I was on the committee of um, Scotch Mercs Regatta some years ago with Mark and. And, and he's such a uh, positive guy about his rowing. And, you know, it's great that they're throwing in a concept too. Um, the only problem is, as I sort of made jokingly on your Facebook page, is you want to you want to enter the raffle, absolutely, but, God, you don't want to win the prize, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. Some people love them, some people hate them. <laughs> I've learned to love my rowing machine a bit more, you know, because it's, uh, it's an amazing contraption really oh, that was it's created an amazing you know tool. yeah it's an amazing yeah tool. well it just feels so much like in the well you're trying to not work hard at it yeah it's the ultimate thing you know try to because you know you have you're breaking up a bit there mario you're walking too far away that's from part your wife of it you know people, okay yeah, yeah you, you go, i could see you wandering outside the, yeah. the, the, the nice weather's getting the better of you isn't it Oh, look at that. Sun shining yeah, up look, the Oh, jeez. 
Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, I can hear you. Yeah, it's breaking off a little bit. Yeah. So, so how do we how do we buy raffle tickets? Go onto your Facebook page, uh, Lakefield yeah, Rowing Club. Yep. Find a link. And find the link, and it's all basically straightforward. It's done through a um, professional organisation that run raffles. Fantastic. And so, yeah, so there's a couple of really good prices. There's three prices altogether. Just people who've donated um, for our club. Um, there's a lady from uh, Hawthorne, uh, Jacinta Pomp, and her husband runs the Surge Pomponio. And we're going, we're going. It, and it, um, so, anyway, so there's I've, a, got to, I've got to jump in. I've got to jump in because I did look at the prize and it just reminded me. So your second prize is Serge Vidal, right? The hairdresser. It was uh, two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah is. $250 worth of um, hair products. Yep. <laughs> now, now why, why this is funny is... And then you've got... Um, so so why, why this is funny is because obviously I don't need hair products. products. But um, if you go back many, many oh, years, okay. I was actually going to be a hairdresser, uh, oddly enough. Um, and my work experience was done at Serge Vidal in Glenfrey Road, just under the train line. So I have actually worked in that place back in yeah. 1985, it would have been, end of 1985, 1986. So it's been around yeah. a long time, back when it was Serge Vidal, or Serge was, was in there, and I've actually done work experience in that in that exact place when I was uh, planning to be a, a hairdresser. But, but wow. back then, the idea was a, a bald hairdresser wouldn't really work, but I'm sure there's plenty of them now. But anyway. Neither. Yeah, there's plenty of them now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I am going to have to go now and let's have a part two because, yeah, and I appreciate your support and I really enjoy your company. So let's do something at Nagambi. We'll we're, rowing in a, we're rowing in a quad together. Yep. I think it's going to, you have to pick either a mixed squad or a beginner squad. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll do both if I can, I can assure oh, you. Okay, I, I, I love fine. to uh, get in, especially like those beginners, the same ones from Nagambi, I'm not sure, but... I love I love I love the beginners because they're motivated, they're keen, and you know what I love about them so, so much is they're scared, foolish when they get to the start line, as we all yeah. are. I get I get terrified too. Anyway, um, right. thanks very much for joining me, Mario. Um, I love the story of Lake Hilden Rowing Club, and I reckon it's going to be a massive success. And you've done so well. Uh, if there was more people like you in all sport, um, all sport would be absolutely booming. So um, good on you for. For, for getting off the backside and not only thinking about it but executing it you've done a great job thank you guy thank you i appreciate your words no worries mate and uh i look forward to rowing with you soon no problem and well yeah again thanks again and uh enjoy the weekend and i'll see you in a week's time up at nagambi yes all right let's do that yeah. have a great week all right you too, see mate. you later all thank best. you bye-bye yeah. bye